Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now for our story. It was evening. In Kit Mead's house at Malibu Beach, the living room was lit only by the flickering firelight and the tall candles which stood in silver candelabra on the polished table. Kit and Paul Cromwell had finished dinner had brought their coffee into the living room. Now, as they sat on the low couch which faced the fireplace, Lisa Fenner's baby was asleep upstairs. Mrs. Kingsley, the housekeeper who was caring for the child, had taken dinner to Mrs. Fenner in her room. Kit had dressed for dinner very carefully this evening. She was wearing a deep green tunic of a heavy silk material with a gold-embroidered belt. Aware that she was looking her loveliest, Kit knew what Paul was going to say before he spoke. Beautiful tonight, Kit. I've never seen you look more fascinating. Oh, I thank you, Paul. It's been wonderful dining with you again. The candles, firelight. It's like old times. Yes, it is. I'm so glad you could get away. Was it difficult? Or did you have to tell Lisa you were going to a lodge meeting or sitting up with a sick friend? No. No, I didn't lie to Lisa just didn't say anything. (laughs) Why is it that men feel so virtuous if they don't tell an out-and-out falsehood, if they simply withhold the truth? It amounts to the same thing. No, it doesn't at all. There's a great difference. Well, if there is, it's too subtle for the average woman to comprehend. In any case, Lisa wasn't feeling too well this evening. She took a sedative, hoped to go to sleep very early. You can imagine how wearing these last few weeks has been on her been feeling quite wretched. Oh, you know how Lisa dramatizes. Perhaps she does. But in this case, Kit, she has some justification after all. She knows the baby is here with you, just a few doors away. Naturally, she can't help thinking about it. What does she say? It isn't so much what Lisa has said. She's been very good about it. But I'm sensitive enough to realize how she feels. Well, in any event, it'll all be over before long. Everything's working out beautifully, just as I hoped. And as long as you keep Lisa from being too miserable through this critical period, nothing at all can go wrong. I'm doing my best, Kit. But there's a limit to how much I could accomplish. Oh, nonsense, Paul. You're just being modest. I know how charming you can be. I've no worry at all about your keeping Lisa happy, if you really want to. It's not too difficult to be charming, as you put it when one is involved emotionally. But but this thing with Lisa makes me rather uncomfortable. I feel such a... well, so dishonest about it. Well, don't. Just remember this part of it won't last forever. As soon as Lisa has a divorce, we'll simply meet somewhere when you're on your way east. We'll have the adoption papers properly drawn up and signed, and that'll be that. It's odd, Kit. Whenever we discuss these plans, you... You always seem to regard the whole thing as 
concluded with the adoption, you always disregard the fact that according to our original idea, that's just supposed to be the beginning for you and me. Oh, don't be so sensitive, Paul. It's very simple. The reason I never discuss what happens after the baby is legally mine is just that there's no need to. After that, everything depends on us. We know where we stand, don't we? Do we? Obviously we do. Well, then, do you mind if we make a few plans of our own? No, of course not. What's on your mind, Paul? What do you want to discuss? Well, before we can think in terms of our own life together, there's still the question of Lisa. How that will affect her. If she's counting on oh, me... you do like to make things complicated, don't you? Can't you see that as soon as Lisa signed the baby over to me legally, everything else can be taken care of very easily? Well, I, I'd hardly say easily, Kit. Lisa's a sensitive human being. And it's precisely because Lisa is sensitive that there'll be no problem. She'll undoubtedly recognize as time goes on that your feelings for her are not what she... Well, not quite as she had anticipated. After that, you can ease out of the situation very gracefully. Well, it's true. She's bound to react when she feels we're unhappy, as we doubt this would be. Well, of course she will. To tell the truth, Kit, I have a feeling that Lisa may be still in love with Lance. That she has him on her mind lately. Sure you're not grasping at straws, Paul? That would make a handy justification for you, wouldn't it? No, no, really. She hasn't said anything definite, but she's mentioned him several times. And she sounded, well, rather nostalgic. After all, he was her first love. Perhaps you're right. I couldn't say. Though I do know women are apt to cling to the memory of a man who may have given them a bit of a beating emotionally. Uh, that ancient prehistoric urge to be dominated, perhaps, pulled around by the hair, caveman style. You sound very wise. Have you ever been in that position yourself? <laughs> well, hardly. Speaking of emotional beatings, I've been wondering what you intended doing about Bill when the time comes. He's apt to be rather upset, isn't he? You've been away all this time, and then you suddenly spring this thing on him? Oh, don't worry about Bill. I can handle that all right. You might let me in on how you expect to work it out. I'd be glad to, Paul, but I really can't. It all depends on what happens when I return to Wakefield. Well, you could at least tell me how long you think it will take her to straighten things out. Oh, I wish you wouldn't hammer at me, Paul. Why can't you be patient? Trust me to do the best I can. Well, I, I'm sorry, Kit. It's just that I can't help but feel uneasy. I have nothing to count on. No, no assurance that... Oh, poor darling, I'm a beast. There. Yeah, does that reassure you? Well, it's a good beginning. Kit. Uh -uh. No, no, Paul, please. Well, thanks for the crumb. <laughs> Wonderfully. This is much more like it, isn't it? Kid. What, darling? Do you remember the night in New York when we took the handsome around Central Park? Well, of course, I remember very well. Let it ring. No, I can't. It, it might wake the baby. Pardon me, darling. Hello? Long distance. I have a call for Mrs. Bill Mead. 
This is Mrs. Mead. I have a call for you from Wakefield. Oh. Just a moment, please. Here's your party. Go ahead, Wakefield. Hello. Hello, Kit. Dad, hello there. How are you? I'm all right. That's what I wanted to ask you. Why haven't I heard from you? Well, there's been nothing to tell you. Everything's fine. I'm feeling very well. That's good. But uh, when do you go to the hospital? I've been worried. Uh, Oh, let's not talk about that, Dad. But, Kit, I'd like... I'll let you know when the time comes. Kit, there's I don't want to talk about that. I want to know how things are at home. First rate, Kit. We've done over the south wing at 11th Street for you. Looks very nice. Oh? Did your... your bride superintend it? Yes, Jessie took care of it. I, I think you'll like what she's done. I imagine I will. Jessie's always had good taste. Uh, what does Bill think of it? Bill? Well, uh, Kit... That's enough, Dad. You've answered me. But you mustn't worry, Kit. It'll come out all right. No, Dad. Give me a straight answer. What did Bill say? Has he... Has he said he won't live there? Well, uh, Bill's a little mixed up at present. But he'll come around after your bandage. Nothing to worry about, Kit. Believe me, nothing at all. Dad, you're stalling. Listen, Kit, I handled Bill before. I can handle him again. Now, don't worry. Don't worry at all. Kit was satisfied. She evaded her father's further questioning about herself. And a few minutes later, they said goodbye each feeling satisfied with the results of the conversation. A conversation between father and daughter which had been false on both sides. Kit planning to return with Lisa Fenner's child. Ben knowing very well that Bill Meade did not intend living at 11th Street. Father and daughter, each misleading the other, neither telling the actual truth. 